forum for frank talk about what people do for a living. Works do. And welcome to Work Stew. It's August 10th, 2014, and this is episode number 84. I'm Kate Gase Walton. I'm the editor of Work Stew, an online collection of essays and interviews in which people ponder their work lives. In this episode, I speak with Beatrice Hogg. Beatrice told me she wanted to share her story about being over 50 and long term unemployed to show that a path can be forged. It's just harder and requires enormous creativity. I'm speaking this morning with Beatrice Hogg. And Beatrice, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me. You're welcome. Now, I know a little bit uh, about you, having um, read a a thing or two. I know you have a bachelor's degree in social work, uh, an MFA in creative writing. Uh, I also know that uh, you've experienced, uh, at times, uh, stretches of unemployment. And so I wondered if you could start by just giving me kind of the short version of of your story as as you see it, as you tell it. Okay. Um, I've spent most of my working career uh, with government in the social services field. I've been an eligibility worker. I've worked determining unemployment, SSI, Social Security. And um, back in 2008, right before the recession hit, I left my job with the state of California. I was having problems with a supervisor, and I didn't feel that the the union would have assisted me. So I basically walked out, which was not a good decision. Uh, Because other times that I had left jobs, you know, I did never had had any problem getting another job right away. Mm-hmm. But it's like about a couple weeks or so after I left that job is when, you know, the whole economy, like, tanked. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get interviews. I had applied for a job at one of the local community colleges, and I was supposed to go in and sign the papers and the day I went in. The supervisor says, oh, I had a meeting this morning, and they eliminated the position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so so I hadn't worked uh, full-time, a full-time temporary job since 2008. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I did was, since I had worked for EDD, I knew that I wasn't eligible because I had quit my last job, but I knew about base periods and, you know, when what money is used to determine how much you get on unemployment, that I did apply to the um, place where I, you know, I was supposed to work at the college. They, they later offered me uh, a temp job that lasted six months. Mm-hmm. So because, but, but because I knew when yeah, I did apply for unemployment, once that six-month job ended, I could get on unemployment. So I was on unemployment, and I got a federal extension. So I probably was on unemployment for about two years. And then when that ran out, I lost my apartment, and I had went to Los Angeles to look for work, and I was supposed to stay with a friend, but then she changed her mind, and so I was homeless in Los Angeles for four months. Uh, I spent six weeks um, on the street. 
basically sleeping at emergency shelters, going to day shelters for you know for for meals and showers, and then um, I spent six weeks at a um, a motel that uh, welfare, the Department of Social Services in L.A. you know gave me. Mm-hmm. Then a, a friend of mine back here in Sacramento offered me um, the a spare room that she had in her her house. And I've been living here with with uh, her and her family for the last two years. So one thing uh, I wanted to ask, sorry to interrupt for one second. One thing that you mentioned to me um, via email uh, before we we talked was that you wanted to get the message out there that, you know, being over 50, being unemployed isn't the, the worst thing in the world. Uh, and yet it sounds like it has been pretty pretty rough. How how do you characterize it? How do you think about what you've been through? Um, what I, I think that it's harder now to find work if you are over 50. A lot of places, you know, of course, no one will come out and tell you that, but I've in the last two years, I've applied for jobs in fields that I've worked in before. Mm-hmm. I was an, I was an eligibility worker. I applied for eligibility worker positions, taking the test, going through the whole thing, in five different counties, and I had interviews in five different in four of the five counties, and didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. You know, which was amazing to me since that is what I had done before. Mm-hmm. I had. I had I had interviews at uh, EDD, Employment Development Department, where I worked for six years, and I couldn't get hired back on back with them. So you know, I think that it's 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 harder if you are older, even if you want to just go back to your you know your your former you know position. And I applied for retail jobs, so. If you've been long-term unemployed, you probably are not going to have, like, the best credit. So with a lot of retail, they don't want to hire you if your credit's not good. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you don't have recent retail experience. I started working retail when I got out of college, but, I mean, when I was working retail, it was manual registers. So, you know, they, no one will even consider you for that. And since the job that I had with the state was, like, my last full-time job, I put that on an application and put that I was making $4,000 a month, nobody will even touch me. Because they're like, well, you wouldn't be happy here. Mm -hmm. I'd be happy to have a job. So I think that for people over 50, a lot of times, you know, you just have to be more creative. You know, if if you have the ability, I've been trying to do more, you know, with my writing because I don't, you know, and basically talking about my experiences, thinking that, you know, getting the word out, letting other people know what, you know, what, what's been happening to me, you know, will help both me and them. And I, you know, tried to be more proactive in various, you know, organizations or whenever I just see something online and they're talking about long-term unemployed, you know, I, I want to, you know, add my two cents to it. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I keep posting on various sites saying, don't give up, don't give up, because, I mean, it's really hard, I think, you know, not to give up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. and, you know, but I think we have to be persistent. You know, I, you know, I don't know if I'll ever have a, 
you know, a full-time permanent job with benefits again. I, you know, I would hope so, but maybe, you know, maybe that's not meant to be. Maybe I just, you know, need to think outside of the box. Yeah. And is that, uh, how are, how are you making do, um, have you been making do? Is it, is it kind of part-time short-term things here and there? Have you been able to find that sort of thing? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I do some freelance work where, you know, I get paid for that. I had, uh, I was working at a job with Sacramento County through a temp agency, and after, and I, which I thought was going to last for six months, but after six weeks, they let me go and said that I was too slow. Hmm. And I mean, that just happened like a month ago. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, and I had a, another temp job that was about like last year it was like four months, and then this year it was like three months. So the last couple of years, I've had jobs that lasted a few months, which were enough to give me then like another few months of unemployment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I know you're you're working on a book called WTF: Five Years of Bad Decisions. Uh, tell me a little bit about that, both the project and and what are some of the bad decisions that you're writing about. Um. What. Well, first of all, you know, looking back on, you know, what I've gone through, you know, I keep thinking, well, I should have never, you know, left that state job in 2008. If I would have known what was going to happen with the economy, I probably would have never left. Even though, you know, I felt that I was being harassed and I felt that I didn't have any any other recourse. And in the year before that, the job had stressed me so much that I was carried out of the office in in um, you know on a stretcher and taken to the emergency room because my blood pressure just sh- totally shot up. Even though I don't have high blood pressure, I was just so stressed out from the job that you know they they made me go to the hospital. Hmm. But but then I think you know at the end of the book, I'm probably gonna look at some of the decisions that I made and say they weren't necessarily bad. Because even though I left that job and I look back on it, I think that was such a stupid thing to do, I've had opportunities and met people along the way that I would have never, ever had any contact with if I had stayed with that job, if I would have just stayed working for the state for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so there's like, you know, good and bad of it, you know. Yeah. And. So I can't just say, oh, I wish that would have never happened because so many experiences that I've had, you know, I would have never had if I would have just stayed in that job and never left that cubicle. That wraps up the interview for today. Thanks again very much to my guest, Beatrice Hogg. Thanks also to Chris Walton of Visual Story Productions for editing this episode. And thanks to everyone who's written an essay for Work Stew. Finally, thanks very much to you for listening today. The next episode will be released in two weeks, and I hope you'll check it out. In the meantime, please let me know what you thought of the interview by sending an email to kate at workstew.com, by posting a comment on the Workstew website, or by writing a review for iTunes. Thanks again, and bye for now.